Hi everyone and welcome back to Teaching for Dummies, the teaching podcast where we explore the ins and outs of the teaching world, where we discuss the big issues and talk about the funny stuff that happens in teaching. And I am absolutely rapt to be joined today by one of my favourite people in the world, Kate Kilkenny. Yay! That's the biggest compliment uh, you have ever given me, I reckon. <laughs> they are few and far between. <laughs> Welcome to episode 14. Ooh, 14. How are you feeling, Kate? We've had two weeks of holidays. Yeah, been, um, well, it's been a bit funny. It just, first of all, my spring holidays, which it is spring holidays for us down here in Victoria, Australia, usually is, um, I spend the two weeks away at my caravan and spend time with family. If there is a bit of snow left, be able yeah. to get up on the mountain and, um, all of that kind of stuff, really out and about kind of stuff. And yeah. this time round, due to yay old COVID, I don't know if you've heard of dun, dun, COVID-19. Dun. <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. It's become part uh, of the vernacular now, hasn't it? Like, uh, you only have to say I've COVID been, once. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah, I've been enjoying my house, which it did get yeah. to a point where I um, made a vow to never, ever break the law because it's starting to feel a bit like prison. (laughs) I always thought, you know, oh, prison, you're in a cell, like you get a bit of me time, whatevs. Um, And at the moment I'm like, no. There's no way I could go to prison. <laughs> You've become well acquainted with your the inside of your walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't reckon you'd survive very long in prison, Kate. You, d- you don't. Oh. You don't have that sort of, you know, d- demeanor where you could smile and shank someone. You know. <laughs> no. What do no. you like with creating sh- shanks out of common everyday items like toothbrushes? <laughs> I, I don't know if I would be the one to shank the other person. I really feel <laughs> that I would be the one that would stir the stuff up and then walk away. <laughs> so I'd be the, you know, the stirrer, the pot stirrer. Oh, really? Have someone else do yeah. that because I'd be like, I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> And then just send, you know, someone you in. Send for your some goons fun. in. Yeah, I reckon you'd have them wrapped around your finger. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of um, jails, um, <laughs> <laughs> one of um, parents in the local area um, oh. has been prosecuted for serious fraud. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so it's been on the news recently that one of the parents in in our area of Ooh. Melbourne, the north northern suburbs. Um, so what she was doing was she was defrauding Centrelink, and what? she defrauded Centrelink of a hundred thousand oh dollars over God. five years. Wow. The judge said it was systematic fraud. She claimed wow. to be, and the story goes, she claimed to be a single mother living in her car with her mm-hmm. two children to be able to collect welfare benefits. But in actuality, mm. she was living in a mansion-like house with her <laughs> husband and kids, and her, her husband owns a business that which had cleared over a million dollars in the previous year. Whoa. So they were not doing it hard and she was absolutely oh. you know caught out. Caught out. caught out massive fraud. Now I think the story goes that she could spend about fifteen months in jail. Fifteen months. Yep. She's been ordered to, to pay the money back, of course. And then and there'll be kids. some, and there'll be some kind of probation. <laughs> she can't give the kids back. No. <laughs> Maybe that's I mean, the trade-off. Like, oh, <laughs> how much is each kid worth? <laughs> we can just sell you the kids. Said to the kid. <laughs> no, but that's no. Like, it's oh. Isn't God. that amazing that that sort of stuff wow. just happens? And look, I I don't really know this this person, but from what I've read, 
you know, she, in an everyday sense, she's a very nice, very lovely woman, looks after her kids. But the, the other flip side of it was that, you know, they were going on holidays to America, a big house, oh, wow. um, boats, trips away, spending, you know, like spending money, spending big money, and there she was collecting yeah. welfare. And That's she got caught out because she was dobbed in by a member of the community. Oh, no. By a dobbing your mate kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Look, I don't know the details, of obviously, of the people who dobbed them in, but obviously they felt like they must have known it was going on um, yeah. and they must have known that it was outright fraud and they've taken it to the authorities uh, it's just incredible. Wow. Isn't it? And that's got to have effect on the kids. How old are the kids again? Oh, they'd be primary school age, yeah. Whoa. So they wouldn't, it's not enough to have an understanding of what's going on specifically. Well, you don't know, I suppose. But gosh, your mum's going to jail. Yeah, I mean, I imagine like. I, I haven't been on welfare myself, but I, I remember from being a poor uni student and having to go to Centrelink once a fortnight to claim my benefits of yeah. uh, of st- study assistance or something. I was getting, <laughs> I think I was getting fourteen dollars <laughs> a fortnight. <laughs> Thank you very much, for Centrelink. Yeah, to pay your two. To buy a <laughs> they wouldn't noodles. even buy a couple of beers, you know. Like, um, but I, I just remembered like the hoops you had to jump through just to even claim anything. I mean, I imagine the process these days is easier, and it probably happens online. But mm. even still, over five years, you know, the repetition of having to do go through the motions to claim these benefits, you know, mm. she was obviously, you know, absolutely. You know, they, they can't even be mistaken, uh-huh. can't even be a mistake. Like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I was claiming it, but then I got married and moved into a mansion and oh, I forgot that I was uh-huh. getting those payments because that an extra $20,000 a year, even if, you, yeah. even, if even if your husband's business is making over a million, you would still notice whether you're getting an extra $20,000 a year or not. Like, <laughs> you can't, you know. So, But you wonder as well if it's a, one of those moments of cutting the corners, but how many corners can you cut yeah. before you, you know, yeah. the, it adds up. And yeah. it's obviously added up over time, I imagine. Yeah. To be that far. Yeah. I mean, it was, it would catch up with her eventually, I imagine, because at some point someone's going to notice that, She's not single with kids, that she yeah. has a, an, a residential address and she's got a husband with a business, you know. Are you but, saying that this is dobbing your neighbour? Because I'll tell you what. Because you know what? We always say, you know, <laughs> parents, a lot of parents say oh, to the little kids, they'll say, oh, don't be a dobber. Don't be a dobber. Yeah. Stop dobbing them in. But actually, like in the scheme of things uh, in, you know, society, oh. like being a dobber is probably a really good thing most of the time because that's not the sort of thing yeah, you but- can you can sort of have a conversation with that person say, listen, I don't really think you should be doing it. You know, it's one of those no. ones where they are, they are absolutely in up to their neck into this They're thing. They're the system. Yeah. So. I know um, during the start of COVID times when us in Victoria had the fines of, you know, what was it like up to five grands per fine yeah, and all that and going for on my legal walks around the neighbourhood um, in the street over the back, they were having an outdoor barbecue with more than five people over. Yeah. You know, and I was in, I was absolutely outraged. But I'm like, someone will dob them in. <laughs> yeah, and you, you saw know, on the news um, those people uh, down at the beach, you know, having picnics uh, and stuff, doing the wrong yes. thing. You know, I think it's pretty sad because, look, I, I, I'd like to think, like, if you relate it back to us and teaching, which is what this podcast is about, uh, <laughs> supposedly, <laughs> um, you know, like I think most teachers are gen- generally are rule followers, you know, yes. we might begrudge begrudge the system, but we will generally follow the rules. But 
it, so it really sucks to be on two weeks of school holidays and have to sit around and watch these yeah. idiots and selfish. <laughs> you know, I'm careful not to swear here because um, I rate this podcast as clean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Does yeah, that mean you're getting yeah, abs- sponge afterwards like, and wipe it clean, Brett. <laughs> you know, if you if you have if it's a cartoon and they swear, they have like little. You know, characters <laughs> on the screen that replace the swear words. I'm like doing that right now. I have little characters at symbols and hashtags coming out of my mouth right now. Those selfish yeah. people that kind of you just throw it in your face, you know. Yeah, I remember. Um, and that's a secret. Like for or not a secret. Like, how did the mum get away with that? Do you tell the kids? Don't tell them at school that, you know, yeah. dad's living or we're living in a big house. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't know how it it yeah. goes. But it reminds me of a time, and this is more so on parents doing the wrong thing back in. Parents uh, behaving work- badly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working Sorry. in childcare and yeah. one of the kids I was looking after, so this was years ago, um, his mum got um, arrested for shoplifting yeah. And she used to, she'd do it all the time in this one area. She'd take in the bags of the local $2 shop yeah. um, into a supermarket, fill it with groceries, tie a knot in it as if she had bought it elsewhere and just walk out of the shop with it. Yeah, and really? Yeah, she got caught. <laughs> <laughs> Shoplifting. And this was, the area was quite an affluent area too. Yeah. So it was one of those you know, kind of shock horror. What? Yeah. What? You know, moments. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. That there you go. Odd. Parents behaving badly. So maybe um, if our listeners out there know of any stories about parents behaving badly, <laughs> um, you can submit an, a, st- a story anonymously to the program and we can definitely yep. share it. We've got some anonymous stories coming up later on. So, um, so Kate, you've, you've obviously been in touch with some colleagues of yours over the holiday break. Yeah, yep. How are they going? Yep, sure have. Yeah, going all right. Um, a bit similar in that finding stuff to do. Um, mm. One of my close friends is uh, continuing on with her VIT, uh, which I think yeah. is take my, I take my hat off to her yeah. for those people that have gone through remote learning and um, all this COVID-19 stuff and are yeah. still having to go through that everyday stuff. It's hard yeah. enough doing VIT in an everyday process in your first year of teaching to let alone comprehend um, doing everything online and then try and put in uh, the VIT project yeah. amongst it as well. So I'd really take my hat off to her and I also take my hat off to everybody else that is also completing their VIT at the moment. Yeah. You've gone through heaps and you can do it. If you've gone yeah. this far and you're still sticking through it, <laughs> bloody do it. You can do it. Sorry for that. <laughs> in a previous episode, um, we, we talked about VIT mentoring and the, the whole VIT mm. process and we said that you can either see it as a chore as something you have to do <laughs> or you can see it as a really good positive learning opportunity and so it sounds yeah. like your colleague is um, you know really keen to see it through and mm. you know we, we, one of the benefits we talked about in that previous episode was the fact that all the stuff they do in VIT, their project, they, they can take mm. that to an interview and it shows yeah. it shows that they can use data. It shows that they understand their kids, you know, all their needs. It shows them that they differentiate. It shows them using yeah. strategies, critical thinking, the whole lot. And so I know that there's a lot of teachers that are actually in the midst of applying for jobs right now. Yeah. And so, I know, I, yeah, I agree with you. Hat goes off to your colleague because... She's probably, am I right in saying she's probably applying for jobs as well at the moment? Yeah. So she's got the pressure of that. She's going to have interviews. She's trying to get her VIT done. We're in draft season, guys. uh, (laughs) Season draft. (laughs) Yeah, season draft. Draft season for teachers at the moment. Season 2021. Um, Everybody's 
everybody's a little on edge, yeah. you know, do you, do you share your key selection criteria or not and where are you applying to where you are and what projects are you also putting in or, you know, all of those things. So to them be, um, yeah, this friend has spent quite an amount of time over the last two weeks putting all the finer bits of the key select her key selection criteria yeah. and also VIT stuff, which is very similar, similar language used in both. But also, it's two projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, and it can be a tricky time of the year. There's a, there, like I said, there's a lot of teachers out there applying for jobs. Not even just graduates, but you know, mm. there are teachers that want to chase uh, a different career path. You know, it might be leadership, or it might be you know different teaching different subjects or a different area of the school. Um, maybe they're change want to change schools. They've got. They just want to explore new options and, yeah. yeah, it's all happening. Very much so. Yeah, that's one friend. Yeah. I do have more than one friend. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of other friends have been very fortunate where they've said at the moment, no, I'm putting my laptop away and I'm just, it's me time. Yeah. They're either spending time with family or they're working on their side hustle, I like to call it. Most teachers <laughs> most teachers do. What's Maybe we can put that hustle? in for another episode. Yes, actually. we will. <laughs> Teaching side hustles. I'm typing um, that my, right now. <laughs> I've got my side hustle. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we can talk about our side hustles. Um, I know that's a varying <laughs> amounts of side hustles. So it's good. It is one of those good times to be able to put a little bit of time and effort into different projects. For me as well, because we're stuck at home, it's been a bit of tidying up and reorganising and stuff like that too. So yeah. Catching up on the old Netflix, you know. Oh, but yeah. mate, I have had the best time with the old Netflix in the last couple <laughs> of weeks. I've broadened my horizons and been looking at uh, Amazon Prime as well. Ooh. Stan. And we've got the Disney Plus. We've got it all. (laughs) Yeah. I've been this odd mixture. Most days of the week I'm cycling uh, for at least an hour um, at a time and often two hours um, with mates. And Are you allowed to do that or do I have to dob you in? uh, No, just two at a time. (laughs) Two two abreast, as we say in the cycling world. Uh, <laughs> it sounds a bit raunchy to a breast, um, but it's it's been somewhere between doing that, which is obviously quite like high impact exercise, high intensity, yeah. to then just slumming it on the couch. Like it's yeah. like, it's one or the other, you know, you know, high impact or slumming it. You know, it's, it's been my That's routine. No in between. No in between. <laughs> Oh, that's um, funny. And speaking of television programs, I know that you're a big fan of Shit's Creek. Oh, my gosh. How yeah. great a show is it, all of the, the uh, awards that they won? I just, I love it. I feel that it's the blue, you know, we are in Australia and we've got our, my favourite cartoon at the moment is Bluey with the yeah. little heel, healers and it's the Bluey for adults. Yeah, it is. You know, um, there's a lot of in jokes, a lot of clever stuff. There's in jokes, there's you know, little phrases. I love the depth of the characters, yeah. which doesn't have to be deep. If you don't want them to be deep, that's it, they're just there. Um, I know online there's been a few people that have said, Oh, I really hate this character, or this character annoys the absolute crap out of me, and <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't upset me that people think that because I just like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I'm like, it. oh, yeah, okay, if that's your opinion, uh, I can't help it. So I'm going through, that's my before bed relaxation is watching a few episodes of that yeah. before I go to bed. Um, and I actually laugh out loud yeah. still. And it's my sixth time watching the seasons through. So What? Yeah. I'm watching it your, for the sixth time. Your sixth time watching sixth. it from scratch. Sixth. Correct. What? Not it's so yeah. you, you've wow, I thought I was doing well. I started my second time round. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed like I, you notice different things the second time round. Yes. 
So there's heaps to laugh at. So my Mm. advice to all the teachers out there or anybody with half a brain, it's a fantastic show. Schitt's Creek, if you haven't seen it, fantastic show. Yeah, definitely. I think it won pretty much everything that it possibly could at the Golden Globes. Was it seven Golden Globes? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much for every category that it could win something, it it did. Yeah. Which is amazing. It's like a rare thing to happen. Definitely. Yeah. And so, and have you been up, been up with any of your other colleagues during the holidays? No, <laughs> we're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, yeah, I've got my little, you know, you have your little teaching buddies, I yeah. suppose. What about, um, um, what about your mate who, let's pretend her name is Julie. Um, <laughs> I think this is about the 10th time we've yeah. pretended that, that we know someone called Julie. Are you been catching up with Julie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. She's my, she's my bubble buddy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, our, our dogs are bubble, bubble buddies. That's so, so good. <laughs> I had a select criteria to pick my bubble buddy and thankfully Julie has been nice enough to um, be my bubble, bubble buddy and yeah. accept that and take it on and um, our dogs get along really well. Fantastic. So that's good. Um, yeah. And speaking of nice. dogs, little Lenny, and we've talked on in a previous yeah. episode about Lenny being a therapy dog at school. How's that all going? Yes, very good. We're still waiting to sit exams mm-hmm. um, due to COVID. We've got to wait till um, there's a group of people are allowed back into school or um, nursing homes, which yeah. would be a long time. Mm. Uh, but we've passed everything else, so we're on our P plates. Fantastic. And I are, so we're P plates for um, visiting therapy dog and handler. Wow. Yeah. And so what does so, what does term four look like for you in that respect? I'm technically supposed to wait um, until we pass exams before yep. he's certified. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to that then. Definitely. Because I know how much Definitely. you love having him in the classroom oh, and the kids. Oh, yeah. Such yeah. a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be really good for the kids' well-being-wise mm. and um, all of that. We might have to do a few rounds and come to the other classrooms and stuff too, I think, when we do get back. In Victoria, we've got week one is online still. Yeah, remote and flexible learning. Yeah, and then week two, we're back on site. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, fantastic. I I know that um, my fiancée, Elizabeth, who's on the last episode of Teaching for Dummies, she is back on site tomorrow. Yeah, so regional. She's regional, and so she'll be Mm. back on site straight away. And I think her first class is at 10 a.m. I asked her this. I sort of said, like, are you going to be ready for it? <laughs> we both have taught our the prep students, so first year in. Um, and I've always thought that, you know, with a new person starting in prep and they're like, how do you start, you know? And I said, yeah. you've got to, to – my advice to new prep teachers is – have a few things ready to go and planned for each lesson mm. because you could step in there and they will whip through everything. They will go and you'll be like, oh, my God, I've run out of things for them to do. They'll just smash it. Mm. Or on the other hand, they take forever to do the first activity. Mm. And it's one or the other. There's no in-between, <laughs> I find. Yeah. So I feel that us going back, They've had a whole term off, plus some. Mm. Um, that's my expectation to what it's going to be like. We don't know what they're going to be like to come mm. back. Some of them are going to just smash through it and it's going to be amazing. Um, and others are going to take forever to get through a single piece of work, yeah. I think. I think in terms of remote and flexible learning, we're going to have to have flexible expectations of the kids when mm. they come back. We won't really know until they get in the classroom door. But in my mind, from the work that I've done online with kids in Term 3, and I've done a lot mm. of learning sessions each week where the, I get to do face-to-face and see them, and judging by the, their output of work, uh, yeah. I, I just know that there's going to be kids who are going to want to come in and absolutely hit the ground running. Mm. They're going to be like sponges wanting to soak it all up because they're like yeah. they've, they've been on board, they've kept it going. Parents have been on side there, really 
you know, facilitating that. Yeah. But we're also going to have those kids who've done virtually nothing <laughs> of what we have prescribed. You yeah. know, they're going to have done, like they might have done things, stuff. Mm. And I know there's for myself personally and for other teachers in the school, there are some kids where we have very little evidence of that. Mm. And there's lots of reasons why um, that might be the case. Um, and I do know that, you know, sometimes they do it but don't show it. Uh, we were talking yeah. last week with Sam Reynolds and Elizabeth Carr with Performing Arts, and they said there were times when they, the kids were doing mm. the work, they just didn't send it in. Yeah. Um, so I know that there will be some kids that have done it, but we don't really know if they have or what the rigour mm. is around completing things, you know. Have they completed it to a high standard? Have they used oh. the approximate amount of time as a guide, you know. Have they used the strategies that we've um, <laughs> been intending? You know? But I yeah. also know that there are definitely families where we haven't seen pretty much any evidence of that of that mm. kid's learning at all. And it's just a reality that we face as teachers. I'm sure my school is not the only school in the state or my prep cohort is not the only cohort of kids where there are kids that we we believe yep. have done nothing virtually nothing of the of the I curriculum know. because yeah. we don't have any evidence to support that they have yeah, yeah. at my school i'm not sure if this is uh, more an overall at my school or what but there's uh with my small cohort i feel that there's also been a lot of parents over the shoulders, like that mm. parroting parents. Um, so to come back into class, having that independence as well is going yeah. to be a big ask. I know I did read a Facebook post um, of a lot of Queensland teachers have already gone back into class mm. and they're sharing their experience of what they've gone through. New South Wales, I think, are the same and obviously yeah. the other states as well. Um, so it'd be quite good if you are in the other states, let us Victorians know what we're in for, I think. <laughs> I'm quite nervous about it, you know. Mm. But one teacher, I think it was a Queensland teacher, said she had planned for her first week back yep. to be a lot of that routine, well-being, a bit of play and um, building up their work stamina and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and she said by day two and three, the kids were just wanting to get back into that work and routine yeah. and regular stuff, the normalities of school. So yeah. that's a really good sign. I've oh, kind of got good. that in one, yeah. one aptitude, you know, one part of my brain's hoping for that. You know, the other one's <laughs> got a bit of, okay, all of our classes are a bit different. So mm. we'll, you know, see how it goes. But, um, yeah, if you've got your experience on returning to school, I think share it with us. Yeah, share it with us. Get it. in touch with the program. I think what we're going to find is we're going to have a big, big difference between the kids who have picked up all those skills in the past three mm. months and then there's those that haven't. You know, in terms of differentiation within classes, I think that's going to be a real challenge. So there's obviously the learning dispositions and the learning routines that will be the difference between kids. Even if they're not the best, brightest kids in the world, if their parents have made them stick to that learning routine each day, you know, and sort of achieved those things, that, that'll hold them in really good stead coming back to school. Yeah. Um, then there's those kids who have done very little or it's been sporadic mm. where they, they, they will be likely to be incredibly out of routine. And yeah. so coming back, that'll be like one of the, that'll be the first hurdle is the routines. And the second mm. part will be the gaps in the skills and knowledge that they've missed. Yeah. How do we catch them up? How, how do we keep those kids who have got it and are doing it and they're all cool? How do we keep them motoring along and also pick up the slack with those ones that have fallen behind? Uh, big, it's I a big know. question. I don't have all the answers for that, Kate, but you don't. it's a reality. So why am I listening? Oh, hang on. I have on this page. I'll just oh, page. good. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I was have a special guest that does have all the answers. <laughs> I was reading uh, an article in the AEU News, the term Ooh. three, um, yeah, yeah. edition of the magazine. Um, mm. For those of you who are AEU members, it's a terrific magazine. 
definitely got it here. Definitely have a look <laughs> through it. Not only do they have a nice, nice illustration like cover, and yeah. it's very well put together. It's good to see my um, union fees going hard to work here. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, you get a coffee as well, mate. but <laughs> they've got some terrific articles in here. There's an article in here by a teacher called Ned Manning. He's a performing arts teacher, a drama teacher, oh. and he said that conducting Zoom meetings online with performing arts uh, was always going to be really tricky because performing arts is a lot of hands-on stuff. You know, it's face-to-face in, in nature and, you know, also you, with particularly with the younger kids, you do a lot on the floor, dancing, moving around, all sorts of things like that, right? And he said that he was really concerned about the kids' abilities to cope with performing arts um, yeah. whilst we were doing remote and flexible learning. But he said that he was really quite surprised um, that even though that that the remote and flexible learning has its drawbacks, that generally speaking, he saw an improvement in a lot of his kids. He ah. says that, yeah, he said that a lot of the students, once they understood that if they had focus in their subject, if they had focus on what they wanted to do, you know, whatever performance it was, singing or dancing or something like that, um, that they were quite good at maintaining focus, particularly if they were presenting via video. A lot of them showed a much greater depth of conversation when talking about performing arts subjects. Oh, wow. Yeah, that it really improved their, their depth of knowledge. Also... There's a, there's a lot of kids that would be normally a bit more reserved in class in front of their peers were able to use this as an opportunity to come out of their shells um, mm. because they could practice things and then record it. They didn't have to muck up a lot in front of everybody. You know, they could present yeah. something that was more polished. And more often than not, he said his students were performing and presenting things that were way above their expected level. Yeah. Um, I think um, through this there are quite a few things that I think we've learnt. Mm. Uh, we're doing a lot of online stuff that we're able to take forth into yeah. classrooms. And, I mean, for performing arts, I know individual results may vary. Um, <laughs> but a, and it depends on devices and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. But online video journals not just for visual arts, uh, for performing arts, but visual arts can have it, PE as well. That's yeah. to do with body and movement and visual perception too. Like they're things that we could be looking at for mm. future. Um, yeah. I think that um, to me, um, I think that the kids will bring through a lot of skills to do with things like recording themselves and, and presenting things mm. um, to a camera. Um, you know, if we're talking about integrating ICT in the classroom, they will have probably developed these skills more than ever before in this yep. past six months, you know. And I yep. think coming back into the classroom, that's something that's a, a skill set that's well developed that will be a great addition to lots of different curriculum areas. Yeah. As someone that looks um, into the digital learning mm. curriculum um, quite a bit with my cohort, yep. Um there are a lot of skills that I think we've um, expected through remote learning, like as simple as using a mouse, logging on yeah. and all of that kind of stuff that we need to continue with and not drop them at all yeah. um, as well, you know. Definitely. So, yes, agree. So um, I thought that, yeah, like I said, terrific article, some interesting insights into other teaching worlds as well. That um, Yeah, it was some definitely check that one out. Speaking of ICT, um, yeah. I just wanted to touch on a bit of an issue I had with um, with planning with my Ooh. team. At the end of Term 3, we started planning for Term 4. And Ooh. whilst we were doing the remote and flexible learning, all of our planning was done on Microsoft Teams. Oh, yeah. But normally we would use Office 365. And so we had a situation where... Even though we were still using Teams, we were starting to plan back in Office 365 and it kind of breaks my brain a little bit sometimes. Like, I know I should be, I shouldn't be so difficult. But what I found was in Office 365, you set up Teams and yeah. in Teams, you set up Teams. 
and sometimes they're connected. They're the same team and sometimes they're a different team. So in my uh, prep cohort of teachers, we planned in both teams and Office 365 and oh. some of that planning was connected through Teams and 365 and some of it wasn't. You had to go to one or the other. And anyway, my brain was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we did all this wonderful planning. Do you want a tissue for your issue? <laughs> we did all this wonderful planning. I didn't know where any of it was. You know, <laughs> I worked it out in the end and I had to write it down on a piece of paper so I knew where to go and it seemed dumb and daft um, that it should happen that way. But... You know, yeah, for, it was just a it's just one of those things. It's similar as well. I know at the school that I'm at, yep. um, or have been at as well, um, working on what they call at the time the T drive, which is the school yeah. online. Yep. You know, and one person's organisational ways of yes. planning can be different from the next person <laughs> coming in. So year after year, you're like, where was that and where did this go? But yeah, then that's right. Remote learning, we're not within that school area to be able to access the T drive. So, yeah. you know, you've got to use the G drive or whatever form you're using, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. and so my school was the same where we were on the T drive and it was the same thing, moving from T to 365 and I remember yeah, yeah. this is probably what a year or two ago <laughs> where I was grumbling going oh do we have to you know like <laughs> the tea drive is fine you know <laughs> and then when then we went to 365 obviously like you said to be able to use it remotely which is really important <laughs> it was almost like we were getting ready for COVID I don't know about that dun 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 but and then of course 365 and then to Teams now back to 365 um, I wonder what's going to be next. <laughs> no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't wonder. But on a lighter note, we got new education email addresses. Yeah. How good is that? Did everybody? Look, as far as I know, they're rolling it out across the state, but they're not yep. doing everybody at the same time. So Elizabeth oh. got it maybe three months ago. Yep, my school has got it. A few weeks ago, Yeah, maybe? and my school got it about three or four weeks ago. And yeah. anyway, it was terrific that it um, changes our email address to make it much easier. <laughs> like we had one of the <laughs> longest email addresses ever. And you'd start, like you'd get a telemarketer on the phone, they'd, what's your email address? And you're, and you're like, <laughs> look. <laughs> I remember being at a shop and, you know, when they sign you up for um, online like spam mail kind of thing from their shop and um, there was a lady in front of me was like, oh, my email address is susansmith at edu.com. And she goes, is it an education address? Because it's going to be a long one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the other thing I found quite funny is the old addresses, um, I don't know if everybody else found it, but mm. it seemed to be getting the amount of emails that we were able to hold yeah. seemed to be getting smaller and smaller, and like so, it was the size of a thimble. Yeah, so what where, it was, you know, it was only about... It was only like I reckon maybe a couple of gig at the most. It wasn't that much at all. And now it's like it's it's nearly 50 gig of space. Wow. I swear it got smaller before it changed. <laughs> yeah, it probably did. But that, you know, <laughs> what, we, what happened was we were receiving a lot of emails and things through, um, mm. through remote and flexible learning. If you're anything like me, Kate, we got our parents to email us directly all of the kids' work. So, you know, like I've got all of my old email stuff, my edu mail stuff, plus a whole term of kids' work and the parents' email sending it through and it still only adds up to about, it's only about four gig, <laughs> um, which is more, is much more than the previous email could handle. So I've actually got 45.9 gigabyte free it's going to take me years to fill it up. Oh. Maybe I should make an effort, conscious effort to see if I can fill it up, you know. <laughs> yeah, make it a goal. It's always good to set goals. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good thing because speaking of this, um, the AEU News Magazine again, one of the big <laughs> things that I got from it is that the big thing that teachers want is respect and resources. Mm. That's the big thing that, they, that they're calling from, respect for what they do, 
um, you know, their professional time, things like that. But but the thing was resources as well. We've got to be well resourced. Mm-hmm. And even the ed- email address change and the change to a new f- um, system is, means that we are better resourced in, in the fact that we, we can actually uh, store more emails. When yeah. we're working with remote and flexible learning, that is a huge thing for us mm. at the moment, being able to do that. The other change that has come about for those of us that are in the Victorian um, state is recruitment online has changed their formatting. Um, yeah. Which if, you, if you do look through it, you um, no doubt have already seen the changes. Yeah, I have. Um, but i tell you what, I never thought I was on the spectrum at all until <laughs> <laughs> I saw it and messaged my friend and went, yeah. I like it. I like it. It's different. Mm. And that friend replied and said, it's okay. Do five deep breaths. (laughs) Let's calm down. And, um, yeah, so it's amazing how, yeah, I think it's been, I felt like it has been the one way which felt slow and cumbersome for what eight years now plus <laughs> mm, yeah and it's they've finally formatted it i mean there's always changes that can be put in there and you know yeah. little preferences but yeah. um if you haven't looked at it yet be aware it's okay you will be <laughs> fine and you will get used to it but it may look different <laughs> well we've covered a lot of stories and subjects today so far Let's keep things moving. We've got, Kate, something really special today. Uh, We've had a number of anonymous stories submitted to the show. So we've got three here today that we're going to go through. So I'm really looking forward to this because it's been a couple of episodes since we've done this. So these three stories I was quite intrigued by. They are anonymous by nature. I don't know who sent these in. All I know is they are some terrific stories. The first one's a bit of a a long one. Let's get into it. So this is by someone who was a past student, and I've titled it Ghostly Happenings, and it's a strange event in a school. So this is probably that I get the impression it was probably from maybe 15 or 20 years ago. Okay, so they were a student at the time. Yeah, and they're now... And very now much they're an a adult, yeah. Okay. Yep. I just want to set the mood. Yep. Um, at my house, a big dark grey cloud has just come over, so I'm just letting you know it's all Ooh, gotten dark. <laughs> strange events. <laughs> this Go is on. a true story, and it happened to me when I was in high school. I have changed the names of those involved. It was a normal morning. I got dropped off at school by my mum, and as usual, I stepped out of the car embarrassed as she kissed me on the cheek to say goodbye for the day. I saw Sarah on the way to my locker and she seemed stressed about something. I asked, are you okay? And she looks down at the floor with her books held closely to her chest. She says, meet me at the gym at recess. I have something to show you. Oh, worried if she was okay. I asked, are you sure you're okay? She walked away. And didn't say anything. Dun, dun, dun. So I went to first period. I sat down in my chair. I couldn't stop thinking about what Sarah had said. Meet me at the gym at recess. I wondered what could be so urgent. The first two periods of school went so slowly, but the recess bell eventually rang, and I grabbed my fruit and I went to the gym. <gasps> I saw Sarah standing with Trevor and Jacinta. As soon as I got there, Sarah asked us to follow her. We followed her to an old section of the gym, which had been shut down due to safety concerns. No one knew why, though. I felt I was about to find out why. We came to an old staircase and we suddenly stopped. Sarah leaned against the old creaky yellow railing atop the metal staircase and proceeds to tell us what happened. Long story short, Sarah told us that a friend of hers had died on these stairs a few years earlier, and 
the stairs were put out of order and hadn't been used since. Sarah wanted to do a seance to see (laughs) if she could talk to her friend. We all knew Sarah was into some crazy stuff, but this seemed really strange. (laughs) We all obliged and did the seance with her. Now, I don't know if anyone was moving the glass, but it did move <laughs> for the ne- and for the next. <laughs> Sorry. I, I get the impression you're a bit of a sceptic. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But the glass did move, and for the next few days, Sarah had claimed to have the spirit of Troy inside her. Sarah insisted that, that she start walking like Troy, among other things. What was really strange, though, we never saw her again after that week. Some say she moved towns and schools and didn't tell anybody. Some say she had a mental breakdown. No one knows for sure. I think about her from time to time and even check if she's on Facebook, but nobody has spoken to her since even though it's been more than 10 years since this happened, we still haven't heard if she's okay. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Sure? You haven't reported it to missing persons? Or <laughs> 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 Should we be concerned in that front? Yeah. Should we be oh. concerned about Sarah? Yeah. Maybe she was the ghost. Maybe Sarah was the ghost. Look, you know, it's an interesting story. To me, I'm I'm a I'm I'm very skeptical of those kind of mystic ghostly things. Um it, I think it's possible, but is it likely? Hmm, not sure about that one. I imagine though if I was that person and those things happened, um uh, I would be pretty worried about Sarah. <laughs> I'd be where does she but, I mean, to? You know, like it made me think of um, what's the movie Ten Things I Hate About You, where they're all like, "Oh my God, he's come from a prison," and you know, all the things, and he had just the family had just moved down. <laughs> you know, like those kind of things. Like maybe Dad was in the army and she just moved away. Yeah. <laughs> um. Who knows? It's a bit of a strange one. Yeah. Um, not the kind of story I expected to get, actually. No. But um, that's okay. We we, we yep. like all different. We we like diversity around here uh, on is. the podcast. Okay, sorry so, for the laughter. If that feels because it wasn't your did, story wasn't respected. Did it, it did it get did it spook you? Are you spooked by that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's a story you'd get, you know, one of those television programs, uh, the paranormal, (laughs) and those guys would be going around with their little meters going beep, 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 looking for paranormal activity. (laughs) When they're actually just got a stud finder. (laughs) Um, I would just, yeah, I'd be like you. I would just assume that she's moved towns because her parents are in the army. (laughs) That's that was my that was my youth like half my friends were army kids um yeah. and their parents would just up and leave you know like and take the kids with them but yeah, <laughs> yeah. um uh, yeah well, oh well, they're obviously still concerned this one about is, their friend, yeah definitely yeah, it's a um, bit of a mystery i'm glad that they've looked up their friend sarah yeah. um i mean maybe wait for another five years and go to the school reunion. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe someone else knows Sarah. You might see some more ghosts there. Maybe Sarah has blocked you for some unknown reason because you were the one moving the glass on the yeah. sails. I, like, I remember... Um, I don't know. That's very sceptical. <laughs> I, I do remember at my high school there was some just areas of the school that were just a bit creepy. Yeah. They would be out of the way, not very well lit. People didn't hang out there. You know. Well, we, the school that I went to had a mansion on it. It was a really, yeah, yeah, in Sunbury. So it had a lot of history, and um, there was a farm there as well. So there were a lot of different spots that spooked you out. Like there were particular classrooms that you'd get spooked out by. It's almost like being at school at night. I reckon yeah. is a bit spooky as well, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Anyway, next this, story, ne- this next story is a shorter one. It's a funny student interaction. 
which I've called sex ed for sixes. <laughs> okay. Can you say it in a New Zealand accent? Sucks ad for sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Sucks ad for sucks. It's no better. <laughs> Please, New Zealand listeners, do not take offence to this. <laughs> so I had this horror group of grade sixes. One of those groups where there are so many behavioural issues and the good ones aren't enough to make up for the shit ones. Mm -hmm. And so one day we had sex ed and the school nurse came in and she was talking to the students about uncomfortable gulp, sex (gasps) and intercourse. And she had diagrams and stuff. It was graphic. (laughs) (laughs) And after the session, one of my boys, Brody, who was naughty, one of the naughty boys, came up to me and he said, Mrs. Jones, you know, like when, when, when boys have sex, does it hurt them? Does it hurt the penis? And I said, look, Brody, I don't have a penis. So I can't actually answer that question, but (laughs) I think that if it really hurt, do you think people would keep doing it? And he replied, nah. And then he said, what about the girl? Does it hurt for the girl? And one of my other naughty boys, Jimmy, smacks Brody on the back of the head and says, Brody, Mrs. Jones doesn't have any kids. She doesn't know. (laughs) and i said you're right i don't have any kids jimmy so i guess i can't help you (laughs) (laughs) great yeah that's great awkward have you taught sex ed kate at school no i haven't taught sex ed. My cousin's husband is a health PE teacher and he um, has that topic regularly for high school students. Yeah. Um, and we have a good old chuckle about it whenever we catch up. But I remember having a, oh, it was one of those like kids helpline yeah. that come to the school and do a special program, but it was all about you know, funny feelings with our body and um, self-preservation and all of that. But half of the cohort had it first and then the other half did. Mm. You know, halfway through the day we caught up with the rest of the teachers and they were like, just want to let you know. Now, these group of children were grade one, two age. So quite young, but the teachers were just letting us know that there were some words that were actually used that, we were a bit shocked and didn't realise that they were going to be used, mm. like the actual words yeah. for body parts. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a bit, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought our kids were a bit too young to kind of go into detail, you know, but it was all fine. It was just funny and the teachers were a bit shocked when they heard, you know, like, I didn't think we were going to go that far into those details. <laughs> So, yeah, what about yourself? Have you taught sex um, ed? I've been there when it's been taught by a professional. Um, usually a oh, professional yeah. nurse will come in and will yep. take sex ed. And it's, you know, it's at the time this was a small country town school and I just found that those grade five sixes um, that did it, they were just so mature about it. And I don't know if it was just those, that, that particular group of kids or whether it was that they were from a small country town where perhaps they're just a bit more exposed to things or I don't know what it was exactly. I can't really, I don't want to generalise. It wasn't as uncomfortable. No, they just, they oh. just, they spoke very plainly about it and respectfully about it. They also had a few laughs about it, of course. Um, yeah. The nurse tried to make make it sort of, fun and engaging i think she started the lesson by saying yeah what are the names for these parts you know yeah (laughs) that's always a fun way to start it um all right let's have a look at our third story our third and final story for today it's another funny student interaction 
which I've titled The Racist Buddy. I will preface this story by explaining that in many schools there exists a buddies wellbeing program where prep students will be buddied up with older upper primary school students for the year. I was on yard duty and this grade six girl, her little brother and her brother's friend Brad all came up to me in the yard. And this grade six girl is known for being a bit of a pill. She looked a bit upset but didn't say anything. And her little brother's friend Brad says to me, Mrs. Jones, Emily is upset because her buddy Daniel said he doesn't want to be friends with her. He doesn't like her because of the colour of her skin. All of this, mind you, was during the time of the whole George Floyd Black Lives Matter movement. So it was very topical. And so, of course, I was shocked and I took this assertion very seriously. And I said to her, Emily, are you okay? That's a horrible thing to have been said. And she goes, yeah, yeah, it was just really rude. It was just so rude. And I reassured her, yes, it was really rude, Emily. And I'm going to follow it up because we take this stuff seriously. Meanwhile, thinking of the prep buddy who, who would have said this, that this does not seem right. Like something is not right with this story. So it was after lunch on a Friday because, of course, it would be after lunch on a Friday. And I've got my APT planning time because, of course, I do. And now I'm going to spend all of my APT sorting out this problem, contacting parents and logging in on the system. So I sent out an email to my bosses informing them about what Emily had told me at lunchtime. And then with some urgency, I went to see one of the bosses to ask what I should do. And we both decided that I should go and talk to Emily again and get her to tell me the story again. Hmm. A bit like you do when you're interrogating someone. (laughs) I've watched enough crime shows. You have to ask them ten times what their story is. Yeah. (laughs) So I go to Emily and I pull her out of class and she looks like a deer caught in the headlights because I don't think she actually thought I would follow up on this. And I say to her, Emily, you need to tell me exactly what Daniel said to you. Tell me exactly what happened. And so Emily said, oh, he didn't say it to me. He said it to Shanae. (laughs) My patience was beginning to wear thin. So I said, okay, go and get Shanae. (laughs) And Shanae came out. I think we've all been there, haven't we? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Shanae came out and she is now sitting there. And I said, Shanae, can you tell me what happened? Starting broadly, can you tell me what happened? And she sits there looking at me really confused. And I said, Shanae, can you tell me what Daniel said to you? She's still looking really confused. I said, Emily, when did this happen? Was it today? Like what time? Was it today? Recess? Lunch or something? And she says, no. And I asked, okay. (sighs) When was it? And she said, oh, it was like last term before remote learning. (laughs) And so I stopped. I stopped for a moment thinking. So this was like literally 10 weeks ago. Now I am beginning to get a bit fed up with this. So I thought I'd get to the point and I asked, okay, Shanae, what did Daniel say to you about the colour of Emily's skin? And she again looks at me really confused and then she suddenly says, oh, no, he didn't say anything to me about the colour of her skin. He said he didn't like Emily because she's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Which seemed much more plausible (laughs) for a response from a prep boy. (laughs) So I said, Emily... (laughs) Where is this coming from? And she says, no, 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 Miss Jones. What happened was I said to Daniel, do you not like me because of the colour of my skin? And he nodded. (laughs) He nodded. (sighs) So I said, Emily, do you think Daniel agreed with you because you offered this information to him as a possible reason? (laughs) No, no, I don't think so. 
<laughs> so I said, okay, thanks, Emily. And this happened last term. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Emily. And Emily goes back inside. As Emily is leaving, Sinead turns to me and says, Mrs. Jones, I think Daniel just agreed with whatever Emily said because I know that sometimes I say things to my prep buddy and I know she doesn't understand me, but she just agrees anyway. <laughs> and I said, Sinead, I think you might be right. Yeah. And that's the story about how I didn't have to call a prep student's <laughs> mum to tell her that her son was a racist because Emily made it up. And that's that. Happy Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I had a similar kind of thing where um, starting to set up that buddy process with a group of preps I had. Yeah. And one of my students was a little bit of a, um, was one that always got her own ways and even coming into class at the start of the year was a little bit upset because there were boys in the class and didn't want to sit, sit next to the boys and all of that. Yeah. Anyway, with the grade... We, at the school that I was at, it was a grade five buddy process. So the grade fives got paired up and this child had school leaders, the male and the female school leader as her buddies. Mm. Uh, but she threw the biggest tantrum because she had the head boy as her buddy, yeah. but he was a boy. She dun, didn't want a boy. Dun. She didn't want to work with a boy. <laughs> I'm like, you've got the best boy at school. Those pesky boys. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't take long. She came around and enjoyed having her buddy. So, Fantastic. Yeah, they're funny, aren't they? Yeah. yeah it's funny when they, they'll come up to you and they'll say something fairly haphazardly in the yard. Mm. And you, you have to take it serious, um, a bit yeah. like this example. And then when you dig a little deeper, either the person who who, who told you is to blame you know, or it really wasn't that thing at all, you know. And, uh, and, and even, yeah. I've even been there myself when, when you, are, you know, you go to find out what happened and it turns out it happened months ago. Yeah. And you're like, did you tell a teacher back then? Yeah. I'm like, well, why are you telling me now? Like, I don't know. Those are some pretty funny stories, Kate, and I tell you what, I look forward to receiving more in the inbox. So yeah. Um, so to everyone out there, all of our viewers out there, you guys can get on Facebook and there are links floating around uh, for Teaching for Dummies uh, where you can submit your story. And uh, we would love to hear from you because... We'd love to hear your stories. It's always good to get other people's perspectives and you can submit any kind of story that you want and yeah. it's anonymous. So I would especially like to hear the really um, controversial stories <laughs> because I know that sometimes we have these really great stories. We just can't say them in a public forum which identifies ourselves, the teacher, or our school. Uh, so this is a way you can share your wonderful, juicy stories in an anonymous way. We'd love to hear them. That about cuts it up for this week, Kate. Wow. Yeah. So thanks very much for joining us on the program today, Kate. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate um, you guys listening this far through. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really hope that um, your classes are cool, calm and collected and um, as the magical words that all of your lessons go along as per planned. <laughs> Look, I tell you what, I don't know if it's going to be cool. We're looking for some really warm weather coming into Term 4, oh, I think. Um, I but that's okay. It's better than freezing cold. No, I mean cool as in, uh, as in, hey, cool, cool. Hey, yeah, yeah, that kind I'm of cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Maybe um, I should say, I hope your classrooms have air conditioners. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know what? I'm looking, Kate, to getting back in the classroom and having those one-on-one -on -one conversations with the little kids, making yeah. those personal connections. What's something that you are looking forward to doing? or having or seeing or experiencing going back to school? Just seeing the kids. It's I know through remote learning I've had a lot of opportunities to have those little meetings and stuff with the kids and they're the parts that make it. Yeah. Being part getting back into that community 
setting mm. up the systems again and having stuff work and, you know, the little groups and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. No, very good. Well, I hope that, go- <laughs> I hope that all goes well. I hope all your kids come back. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. going to be interesting, I think. Um, I've got one that I haven't seen since term one. Really? Um, yeah, they have been off due to medical things of, yeah. and that. So I'm ho- really hoping that they do come back. I know a lot of people are saying they'd just like to write this year off. So <laughs> I think that probably uh-huh. goes for us as teachers as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Kate. And thank you to our listeners out there who have hopefully been enjoying our podcast. Please send in your ideas. Get in touch with the program. Click, listen, like, and subscribe to the podcast. We'd love you to do that. And get the word out to your friends. Um, all your teacher friends out there who'd love to listen to two old hacks, you know, <laughs> chortle on hey! about the art of teaching. Speak <laughs> <Thanks> yourself. <laughs> two experienced uh, teachers. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> yeah, thanks again for joining all us, right. everyone. Bye-bye. All right. TTFN. Bye. Bye.